even though this life gets tough, said you gotta keep fighting. fighting. And even though it gets hard, it's gonna get you hard. You gotta keep striving. But you gotta keep striving. Through the fears and the loss, the tears won't turn tears off. Won't no tears in your heart's Toughest war you ever face will be domestic. It's elementary. It's been this way for centuries. Cold war has raised distance. Take off the blindness you will see. You'll see. That it ain't about them gas prices. It's all about the whip the nicest. All about them deals on bundles. Arrow fleet don't make them up. Face beating red bottoms. That beats we hear about them. Fit it up from head to toe. But never had their children's dough. Wonder why they dying by the dozens. But it's simple, yo. Just listen. It's time we stop ignoring facts. It's time we take our family back. Fix the root and then attack. Stop making moves without a plan. Control emotions, then we stand. Calling on my kingdom and to come together. Take this land. We gotta fight our future depends. Get the head back in order, cause that's where it begins. Invest your all into your garden, water the roots to the end. Nurture the family tree and let the food feed all men. Just listen. Even though this life gets tough, said you gotta keep fighting. And even though it gets hard, you gotta keep striving. Welcome to another episode of A Mile In My Shoes, where we ask the question, how can we say we know someone if we've never heard their story? Man, tonight, we have a very special guest for y'all. It's too much to even say about him, man. Mm, mm, mm. One of the most down-to-earth, real, genuine-hearted, Lovers of the people I've ever met, man. Been real since day one, a leader. Look, and like I said, the love he has for the people is 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 unmatched, man. I don't even want to put no name on. I just want him to come as he is tonight and share with us the insights that God has given him on life, on situations, on being a leader, being a father, being in ministry, whatever God leads him to share. You already know, here we keep it real and we keep it open. So without any further ado, welcome, Kevin Williams. How you doing on today, sir? I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, uh, first of all, I want to tell you, thank you for having me on tonight. Um, and happy Juneteenth to everybody in celebration of, 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 of our freedom. Um, so I'm blessed. Thank God for the opportunity to be here back. And I want to commend you again on your, on this great ministry, because I think it's very important to uh, so many people, not only today and in the past broadcast, but also going forward. I'm just a believing God is going to be able to use this as an instrument that is not commonly used in this community. And so I'm going to try to keep things kind of, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you and just tell you, I'm going to need your help tonight. I got you. We here. See, because I, I this is here's my struggle tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I spent all day reading and studying in the Bible because that's not true. Uh, at times, though, when I do read and when I do study the word, I run into verses that kind of peg me in my spirit. And sometimes I'm inspired and motivated. And other times I'm puzzled and baffled and confused. 
So mm -hmm. there is a, a text, and I'm not trying to preach it all tonight. I'm just trying to, I guess you can say, learn. I'm trying to um, exhale. I'm trying to listen. And, and it comes from, I'm going to read it. it. It comes from Philippians, the fourth chapter. And it's Paul writing. Paul writing, he says this, and this is what, here's what gets me. Mm -hmm. uh, in the 11th verse, he says, not that I speak in respect of wealth. So he's expressing that he is not needful of anything. There's nothing necessary that he has to have. Uh, but he said, I have learned everywhere in, he said, I, not that I speak in wealth, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Oh man. He said, now, now, now listen, this is, this is particularly a sensitive issue for me tonight because it is in this month uh, and indeed on yesterday, uh, one year ago, that we buried our God child. <clears throat> now, this is a particularly strong subject for me. Not only is it a strong subject for me, but as the head of my family, it's a strong uh, subject for my position concerning my wife, also her godchild and also uh the the birthday of her god of her grandfather who adopted this month also is in this month is the time in which he also passed so there are several anniversaries so to speak that occurred in this month and so trying to be strong for her trying to be strong for our family trying to be strong for myself and then to hear Paul almost I, I don't mean to be blasphemous when I say this but but to hear Paul say that I have learned that in whatsoever state that I find myself in to be content now, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go on anybody's sympathy or you know Oh no, this real. We 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 real here. What I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say is that for me, even after being a pastor these years and after being uh, having a relationship with God, even at an early age, um, growing up in a home where there was a pastor, my mother was uh, in the church. We grew up in the church. I have studied and learned many scriptures. I have preached many sermons sometimes things just really strike you and it'll knock you off your your holier than thou pedestal not that you are trying to, to be on a holier than thou pedestal but but sometimes you feel as though you are stronger than what you really are mm -hmm. and maybe you may be stronger than the moment but still you have to endure the moment because there's some people who are able to get past even some of the, the hardest heart strikes and some of the hardest 
physical struggles and some of the hardest financial struggles, they're able to get through them in the by and by. But I'm not talking about the by and by, I'm talking about the right now. <sighs> so I believe this is relevant and powerful in my spirit tonight because there's somebody else along with me and my family who are struggling. Mm -hmm. they, they are not struggling from the position of a secular mindset, but they are struggling from a spiritual mindset. You know, one of the things that once you get over the pride, once you get over the ego, once you realize it ain't about you, and you realize that the focus is about the Lord, then you don't have to struggle so much with certain battles. But you could be a man or a person of faith who believes in God. So we're not even arguing about whether or not I believe that God is, because you can believe that God is. Mm -hmm. And you have a whole resume of experience with God. But still, there comes along, God will move that hedge of protection. Come on, man. And he'll let the, the lion come in. And so, even scriptures that you have read hundreds of times and heard preached to you hundreds of times, they still come back and slap you in the face because now you have to apply it at ground zero. That's heavy, man. So, here's, here's, here's. And I don't mind being transparent about my struggle in this. My struggle in this is when when Dathan came to us, he was three months old. And um, head of curly hair and, and, and vibrant as a back. He was so uh, mature physically, his nickname was Porky because he was, you know, a lot of healthy baby weight on him. And then one night to be with him and to hear him cry and cry with an unusual abnormal pain. So we tried to console him and then after we couldn't console him, we thought he was just cutting up and so we became more stern or disciplined in our, in our approach, having no idea that this child was going through something that was eventually going to take his life. Until you lay there in the bed and you hear a child that you love, you care about, and, and they and they groan and cry with such a strong cry to where it finally convinces you, this ain't just a temper tantrum. Something wrong. Something wrong. And so we take him to we we we, we eventually get him checked out, and it is discovered that he has Wilms too. Which is a condition that typically three to five year olds get. Um, eight percent, eighty percent survival rate. Typically, what they do is they go in and they remove or cut off part of the the, the kidney in which it attacks the cancer attack, and then they hit it with chemo and, and you know as necessary. Went through all of that, so you go from seeing this beautiful baby this child and here you are listen to this here you are a pastor and here you are a saved individual you know the lord you trust him already been through some battles with him. and so you feel like 
okay, I got God on my side, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's God, still God all by himself, but I know he's on my side. I know he loves me. I know he hears me because I talk to him on a regular basis. I listen to him on a regular basis. I've served him on a regular basis. So I want to pause and put a pig right there and to simply say, service is not a guarantee of a set in result. Say that again. Service is not a guarantee of a set in result if you're doing the setting of the results. Because I believe sometimes we believe that if we accumulate a resume of obedience, a history with God of having trying to be honorable about his word, acknowledging that it has not been perfect, mm-hmm. but realizing that it's been present. Mm-hmm. You start to kind of feel like, well, God will grant me some immunity. God will grant me some favor. And so in, 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 in our particular case, uh, we knew that he had this condition and we were on top of it. We were on top of it. We caught it at an early stage, looking down to uh, to Memphis, St. Jude, and, and, and had him, had we had the surgery, we went through the chemo, we went uh, through all the processes and the procedures, we listened to the doctor's reports, and we saw the examinations and all the results, and, and we went through this cocktail of chemo that helps you get to the point where you can ring that bell, ding, ding. But your ultimate goal is to ring that bell, ding, ding, and for him to be cancer-free and for everything to be all right. So here you are. Now I'm going to pause because I'm coming back to you because I'm going to need your help. Because my And, and I don't know if they can give feedback. If so, I, I appreciate whatever I, I, I get. But here's, here's, here's the... You have learned and been taught don't question God's authority nor what it is that he allows. But the Bible doesn't teach us not to seek understanding. In fact, it actually tells us that get knowledge, but get understanding. All that get. Yeah. So in, in the process of this, I'm trying to get understanding from him as to what this is all about. Because I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this beautiful boy. I'm looking at him and and, and I'm seeing him going through all of this treatment. I see him throwing up. I I, I hear him crying. I want to be able to go in and reach the prayer. And then comes to my mind, listen to this. This is a a struggle because I, I remember one time the disciples struggled too. And they struggled when they brought Jesus, this boy. You remember in the text where they bring Jesus, this boy, and this boy was had demons in him, and sometimes the demons would throw him into the fire, and sometimes they would throw him into the water. And uh, so Jesus was on the mount when they came, but when Jesus came back down from the mount with three of his disciples, the disciples had all tried to heal him. 
but nobody was able to do it. And they wanted to know why we can't do it. So when I prayed for Dathan, and I laid hands on Dathan, when I cried out for Dathan, and I see him decline, Mm. And then I take the position, I take this position, I, I said, you know, I I remember how that story worked out in the Bible. Jesus told them, oh, ye of little faith, want to know how long do we have to strive with the generation? And he called them of little faith. So I was determined that this was not going to be my course. I'm not going to be accused and found guilty of little faith. And so I implanted in my mind that the boy shall live and not die. And I resisted in my spirit any kind of suggestion, whispering, talk, word, whatever, that Dathan was not going to live. And for a moment, even though they had cut his hair off, even though he had lost a lot of weight, even though that he had declined in his health, there was a moment in time when the chemo was complete. And then one month later, when we go for an examination, that thing blew up. Now I'm going to look Paul in the eye, and excuse me if I get a little emotional and upset, I'm going to look Paul in the eye and tell him, but you want me to be like what? <sighs> in this moment? Content. I'm still in my mind saying to myself, it's going to live and not die, and I won't be I refuse any suggestion or word that goes against it. Now, mind you, in hindsight now, I will tell you, because I want everybody to understand this piece of clarity, that sometimes, no matter how much faith you have, it's not going to bring about the results you expect. Mm -hmm. I was trying to hear that. A lot of people not trying to hear that. And a, and a lot of people feel that that is doom and gloom. A lot of people feel that it's a lack of faith, but we never actually talk about this part of it. But is it so, so, so here I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, man, because I'm saying to myself, you know, you see people, whether it be true or not, I, I, I cast no, no judgment. But you see people talking about when I, I I stretched out hands on the sick and they were healed and 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 Jesus said, see these things I'm doing, you'll be able to do them and greater. But 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 I couldn't. And I watched David. I laid in the hospital on some nights with David. 
And I stayed up there on some nights with my wife, and I know that his father stayed there with me. And they would look at me, and they would come to me, and they would say, because they knew that I was a pastor, they knew that I had this relationship with God as I do, whatever that is. And they looked at me and would ask me the question, Greg, do you think he's going to live? Well, man, how you answer that? Because if I say he's going to die, hope is gone. Pastor, don't think he's going to live. What's the point? So, having made up in my mind that I wasn't going to hear any kind of voice that would, con that would contradict nothing but faith. Mm -hmm. and this was my faith. Watch this. My faith was not focused on God, here's a confession in hindsight. My faith was not focused on God, but my faith was focused on he will be healed. Now, wait a minute. Not this kind of healing that people talk about. Mm. People talk about, well, they, they, was, they were very sick and they were going through some hard things. And, and so and so you, you, you pray, Lord, to heal them. And then God does heal them by killing them. I pray. Mm. What I'm saying, and so whenever whenever their life is gone, they no longer suffer. They never know. I, I get all of that, but that wasn't what I was praying for. That wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't praying for that kind of healing. I wanted to see the cancer gone. I wanted to see him begin to come back to the life of health and strength in the body that we expect from a child his age, and maybe even stronger. Yeah. So now I'm back to Paul. Joe and you and those who might be listening because I'm struggling because he ain't getting better. Mm. I said, well, maybe this is a test to see how long my faith can endure even if it takes it down to the wire because I know God can step in at the last moment and work that thing out. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, he's coming. Now I'm going to look at Paul in the text, and I'm going to say, Paul, you're going to look at me and tell me that you have come to the point in your life to whereas you can say for sure and a certainty with the truth that you have learned that whatever condition you find yourself in, you've learned how to be happy, content, however you want to put that thing. Help me, brother. I'm going to tell you what you're going to tell me. I know I have a, I'm putting a lot on you, but you said keep it real. That's all I can do right here. And I, I'm only going to keep it real. I have a whole different aspect in heart when people going through it. I'm one of the people that had to face a lot of different, very painful situations and still walk through. So my compassion for people when they going through, again, it's not, I don't, I don't, you know, we don't knock anybody's approach any, I'm not the one that's going to throw a hundred scriptures at them. Me, that's not me. That's not my approach. I, I've felt 
too much pain in real life than to throw the scriptures. I always go back to the same, anytime I'm talking about this subject, I always go back to the same text. I watch the most powerful, magnificent, greatest being to ever walk this earth still crowd to his father in agony saying I don't want to do this I can't do this let this pass for me so how can anyone if Jesus himself we talking about Jesus we talking about the one we serve right right even him had to cry out to his father said I can't do this but nevertheless not my will but your will be done so when 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 people come to me in those situations with the readiness to just throw scriptures and say this 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 it blows my mind if i were to see you in that situation i'm gonna sit there with you i'm gonna hug you i'm gonna console you i'm not gonna try to tell you you're a pastor. You're not supposed to be feeling like this. So let me, let me, let me pause it. Let me see if I get a little more light. Going this path with oh, we going in tonight, y'all. I ain't know it was going to get this heavy, y'all. We in there. <laughs> we in there. Drop, drop your comments and questions, too. We want y'all feedback. We in, we in deep now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I hear you, but here's, it's, it's, this is what, there are so many powerful feelings and frustration that this moment i'm not you know i people who are not saved i don't know how they make it i guess i can only assume that the way that they make it through such times like that is that they got to have some kind of drug or some kind of alcohol they got to have some kind of escape i get that i understand i see why it is that such things are so necessary mm -hmm. for individuals who don't have faith. But what we don't talk about a lot is those people who are saved and who do not resort to those types of medical fixes. Release. Who are trying to deal with it on a faith level. I'm trying to deal with it on a righteous level. I'm trying to do this thing the right way. But it is bringing out of me, it is dragging out of me, this old man. I know I should have it crucified, but it's dragging these old secular leanings that I have, this proclivity that when I don't understand what the hell is going on, and I just really want to cuss somebody out or beat somebody down, or I don't want to be here. What do you do with this stuff? Hmm. Because a, a quick a quick scripture or several scriptures thrown at you by people who don't know how else to, to minister to you don't work in times like this. People who have a shallow or hollow relationship with God, who ain't much higher than the level of salvation in their Christian experience, they're going to have a hard time. And even saints who have been on the road a long time, they may not say it. They may not verbalize it. They may not act it out. But baby, don't you ever think they don't go through? If if it did work, 
why would the suicide rate of, of pastors be so high? Hmm. And it is high. That's a very good point. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because they're the, listen, if I, if, if I peel back some of these layers of the struggle, let me tell you what I see underneath these layers. I'm struggling because I'm wondering because some of these are whispers that the enemy will come and try to put in a you. So it says to you, your faith was not strong enough. Mm. And that's hard. That's hard. Because what does a strong faith look like in a moment like this? Mm -hmm. Your faith is not strong enough. Well, then, then it's almost a mockery. I'm not, I'm not saying that God is trying to mock anybody, but it's almost a mockery when people come into you. But you see, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you would be able to, oh, okay, well, then let me go ahead and just turn in my resignation. Mm. Because I don't have that faith. Then. If, that, if that's what that looks like, I don't have that faith. Mm -hmm. I peel back that. Boy says to me, your faith wasn't strong enough. A voice comes to me and there's a laughter that says, see, Reverend, Doctor. Keep it real. You put all that trust in God. And so then the enemy uses that as an occasion. And I'm going to say this because I think everybody needs to hear this, especially those who are of the household of faith. Listen to me. I don't care what your tenure is, both with your name on the road or your tenure with your name on the Lamb Book of Life road. The devil will still come at you subtly, using your own voice in your own mind, and he will say to you, Mm. Maybe God is it. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff that people don't want to discuss. But 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 let's. And it's happening all day, every single day, across the board. Across the board. That there's no respect of person in this regard. And so you 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 hear the enemy come to you and and even tries to tempt you into the mentality that questions even whether God is. And if you say, but he is, then is what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, you ready for this? He is not bad. Hmm. Hmm. Because, this is the argument, because if he was fair, there's a whole line of 100,000 people that should have died instead of David. I, I know some people looking and saying, well, Rev must truly be, be truly grieving, but I need you. Oh, to no, this is real reasoning. Oh, I, I, I need everybody to understand that whatever level my grief might be on, the cloud 
that rains on one house, you you hear what I'm saying? It, it eventually rains on another house. And so I, I, I don't mind being the poster child today if it'll help somebody else tomorrow or today or tonight. It's, it's, it's very easy for me to, to tell you you should have faith. But what happened when it touched Z? Mm. So so keep keeping it keeping it real and moving forward with it. I, I'm, I, I struggle as I peel the layers back because the layers have to be peeled back so that God can deal with every level on the level that it's at. And anything that I hide from him, anything I cover up, anything that I pretend doesn't exist, then I secure that against the kingdom of heaven. And I secure it as a credit for the devil. Mm -hmm. my, my wife told me something beautiful, Pastor, when I was at a very low moment. It was along the lines what she what you just said. I told all the feelings that I felt. And you know what she told me? What's that? God's big enough to deal with all that. I didn't try to hide it. I didn't try to say this wasn't going on. But just like you said, if I wouldn't have been able to openly express that, those hidden layers. So so listen, when you say when you say God is big enough to deal with all of that, you do speak truthfully. But I don't think that everybody knows what all of that, because all of that expands and is, is different from each person. But let me just say, God can deal with all of that, whatever all of that might be, and however all of that might be expressed and how all of that may manifest. God can deal with all of that. But what, what, what if, even if you are saved, you're not even feeling God? Mm. Oh, that's that that's a that's a that's a reality that's a truth mm -hmm. and 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 people can correctly come along and say that's the old man you need to crucify you're right <laughs> i'm not because i'm because they're right mm. and it is the correct answer to the problem mm -hmm. but when i was growing up in math class the teacher would put up a problem on the board mm -hmm. and sometimes the teacher would tell me this is the answer but it was up from up to me to learn how to get from the problem to the answer by doing the work confirmation and, and so it's necessary for god to take us through the processes and the procedure step by step in order for us to get the answer. So you can come to me and you can tell me the answer is you need more faith. The answer is faith. The answer is you need to crucify the old man. Oh, you could, that's the answer. But I'm not just interested in what the answer is. I need to know how, how to get the process of getting to the answer. <sighs> I need y'all feedback and comment. How do we get, y'all, how do we get to this, to this answer, y'all? I need to know this, y'all. Oh, we got a big one. Hold on. 
I can account, speaking as far as my mother's murder, sometimes God's mastermind gift of revelation can take over 10 years to have possible answers with him knowing what we don't know. Mm. I, I think what I'm hearing from him is, mm. is true. Uh, certainly his testimony about his mother is true. But I think what, it, what, what prevails out of that to me is he's saying, that sometimes you need to understand that this is not a sprint, but this is a marathon. And you have to be patient with the running. Ooh. 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 You have to be patient. And so patience is difficult because patience also requires a long-term continual faith in God. That's why the songwriter says, by and by, when the morning comes. That's, that, that, that's what it means. That's when he said, I look through a glass darkly. By and by, I understand things better by and by. So what I, I, I'm saying, you have to be patient with the progress, and you have to continue to keep your trust in God. And I'm going to also say, I believe that sometimes all may never be Yes, sir. Truth. You, you remember one time in, in, in the book of Revelations, if you read, you read where it says there came a point where God told John, stop writing. Because there are some things I don't want revealed. Mm. And I believe, I thoroughly believe that God reveals to us details and answers in the time that is in his will. And yep. so here again, you got to trust God. We got a long one, Pastor. Here Come we on. go. Sometimes when people suffer a tragic loss, they feel like they are the only person in the world going through such pain. This pops. Sometimes they feel so isolated by their grief that they don't have the emotional strength to reach out to others. How do we reach them instead of pushing them away? Sometimes the best way to reach people is to shut up. Come on, man. Golly. But show up. Because mm. if, if, if you go if you go to someone who is struggling, you ought to go in love. And not for show. I'm going to show my face. Let them know I'm sorry. Because when you get there, sometimes you feel this incredible urge to try to be a philosopher. Stay right there for a minute. Elaborate on that for a minute, man. See, I've learned, you know, one of the things I used to tell people, one of the hardest parts for me as a pastor is to go to somebody's house where family has come together because they have lost someone. Because I'm not very good in my own mind at very sad occasion. There's a part of me that just rebukes sadness on a killer level. I just don't believe in sadness on a killer level. So 
when, when I do go and I sit among people who are going through some things, I know they look at my title, they look at my position, and they want me to speak some kind of words that is going to make the moment better, that's going to give some kind of clarity or something. And so if I'm going there and, I, and I'm, I'm sad too, mm-hmm. I'm hurting too. So if I go there and in my mind, I'm leaning on my own understanding, I'm gonna try to be some kind of philosopher. I'm gonna try to give them some words. Oh my gosh, it's gonna make everybody shout. Thank you, Jesus. It's all right now. Let's all march and go to the church, have a good time. And no, that's too much pressure mm-hmm. to lean on your own mind. And so I've learned that some of the me- the best medicine is to shut up. Because if you shut up, then people have the opportunity to talk. Let me say it again. If Come you, on, man. If you shut up, other people will have an opportunity to talk. And if I am grieving, I need the mic when I'm ready for the mic. I don't hmm. need somebody to come over here hit me with some kind of stuff that really they themselves don't even believe in. Well, I know you love them, but God love, love the best. You just going to mess. You're going to make me angry. Because I ain't trying to hear that right now. But now if you shut your mouth and be present, you know what I found out? Listen to If a fool sit among the wise and keeps his mouth closed, he can sit a wise. Somebody might think he's wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so shut up. Just you being there is a statement of love is strong enough. Shut up. And if you see an area where you can help, can I bring you a plate of food? Let me get that for me. Let me clean that up for you. Would you? Is there anything I could do for you? I'm here for you. And I'm not just going to be here today. But when all of this whole crowd of people in this house leave, believe me, I'm coming back. I ain't coming back to try to bring you no Bible verses. I'm coming back just to let you know you ain't going to be alone. To me, Pastor, believe it or not, that's when we cross over from preaching it and actually becoming. Yeah, that that that's when I think you do you, you become that Bible that people need to see. But let me let me let me move on because I really I really I'm still see he think I done forgot about it, but I ain't forgot about Paul. We 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 talking to Paul, man. I I I, I forgot about Paul because Paul has the nerve and the audacity to touch me at a time where I, I don't feel like shouting. And it's hard for me to do all that praising and preaching. Because listen, when you peel back those layers, I, I, I question whether I, I was potent enough spiritually. I had to deal with the enemy coming to me talking about is God and if God is, then God is what? And why didn't God? And you a preacher, people gonna look at you and say, well, what's wrong with you? Why you didn't? All these kind of things. So when you peel that stuff back, you sit back almost like with an aftertaste yeah. of an unfulfilled faith. Boy, that almost preached. 
the aftertaste of an unfulfilled faith. Somebody type that one. The aftertaste of an uh, let, let's sit right there for give me about four seconds. The aftertaste of an unfulfilled faith. And, and maybe, and maybe it's not so much the unfulfilled faith as it is the unfulfilled expectations for having faith. Because again, I think sometimes we believe that our position in the Lord and our faith and our Christian resume privileges us. And on some level, it does grant us favor. But this is the specific favor that I want. I want Dathan to live. I made my request known. Paul, Paul, you listen? Paul, Paul, Paul I we made here. my request known. I went by the text. I followed the procedure. And Dathan died. <sighs> you cannot imagine. When a boy so young, a child so young, takes his last breath. And you were powerless. You hear what I'm telling you? Mm -hmm. It's almost like, ready for this now that knock off this revelation to me somewhere. It's almost like watching your godson child die and you didn't have the power to help him but then God comes to me and says to me in, in my spirit this craziness hmm. well, the preacher what you think I felt like when I had the power to save him what I did My only begotten son. Mm. Paul, listen, Paul. All right, I get that between God the Father and and the Son. I get that. I ain't Jesus. I know I'm supposed to be like Jesus, but you're asking me to whatever state that I find myself in to learn how to be content. Humble Joe. I got to shut up now because I need somebody to help me with that because I'm. I tell you, I'm, I'm waiting for the cut. Breezy, where you at? Where you at, Breezy? Struggling tonight. I might be struggling next week. Something else may happen next year. I'm still going to be back to this question of how do I be content in whatever state I find myself in? Because some of these states working the hell out my name. Look, we got breezy quiet tonight. All she got is laugh. She, she got the laughing emojis tonight. The breezy, the breezy in the house. You know, breezy is a counselor. Hey, ain't she a counselor? Mm-hmm. Breezy ought to be able to help me with something. Hey, I, give us something, Breezy. Whatever. But she ought to be able to give me something because I'm struck, I'm struggling because you want me to be content in an awful state, in a depressed state. What is content? What is content? In a state 
where death is present. You want me to be content? So when I think about the word content, Mr. Paul, synonyms like happy, okay, all right. At peace. At peace. Those kinds of synonyms come to my mind. I don't know if grammatically that is correct. I'll have to ask Mr. Daniel Webster, but I'm just simply trying to say none of those words will fix what I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. So teach me, Paul, hmm. how to be content when he died. See, he died. He died. He's not still sick. He's not on the verge. He's not. It didn't come back now. He's not in remission. He died. I, I, David comes to me and David says, I feel you, Pastor. I feel you because when I did that thing with Bathsheba and she got pregnant with my first child, for seven days I prayed. Seven days I prayed hard. Shaved my head, dropped down in ashes, became as a beggar, took off my robe and my crown. For seven days I prayed for the life of my son, even though Nathan had told me, the prophet had told me that God was going to take his life. I prayed seven days. Didn't want to eat nothing, didn't want to drink nothing, didn't want to sleep with Bathsheba, didn't want to have no company. I prayed, I did due diligence in my faith. What happens when you do due diligence in your faith and yet God still kills the child? She said the word uh, content in that scripture, the word meant independent of external circumstances. I think Paul is saying that he had to pull on internal resources to endure every condition he was in. Mm. Lord, she's so smart. Mm. I'm gonna have to pull out a, I'm just gonna have to pull out a dictionary or something kind of break. I don't know. That's well, I don't know how you do it over there, humble Joe. I see why you humble. <laughs> I stay humble past. I stay humble past. I stay humble, Pastor. He say, purpose, 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 man. This is this is another thing too, though, Pastor. Yeah, this in, in my years, what God has showed me is one word. Balance. Balance. Did you say balance? Balance. Man. Uh, understand. I'm going to let you finish, but I just want to let you know that lately God's been, been telling me about balance, too. But I'm, I want to hear what he's been telling you. By the way, I read your uh, your post about your eight things or something, 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 something about my mama. But eight things. <laughs> the healing process. I'm not through with, with Breezy's statement because it, it was deep. I know there's some treasure up in that thing somewhere. I see my brother up here saying purpose, purpose, purpose. I'd like to know what he means by that. But go ahead, Humber uh, Joe. You tell me about balance the the revelation that God has given me 
uh, through taking me through a lot of them different situations, especially when I'm ministering to somebody else, understanding the different parts of them, that you just not a spirit walking around that I could, I could, I could spit scriptures to that's going to feed that spirit because it's, it's going to make that fierce spirit feel well but but you also a man you also flesh you you also have feelings you also have emotions you you so when i say balance i'm saying just just making sure if we on the outside when we're dealing with somebody to make sure we minister to all of the parts to of them and not just throwing stuff at them that sound good and just ministering to the spirit when there's a whole man a whole father a whole son that was lost and you just not even acknowledging that part of of a person's being now also too on the flip side balance when it comes to myself as well because I, I i know i have a spirit side in me but i also take time to deal with the healing of the man side of me too i just lost a son it's not just pop up and act like that's just yep god god knows and i'm walking around with that in me and it's never dealt with again when we talk about the suicide when we talk about the people falling off into issues we that's all issues that never got touched oh yeah i did all the spiritual side with the with the praying i did the fasting i did all of this but i never acknowledged that i lost a son man so all this side of me good. I didn't prayed. I didn't fasted. Look, I didn't been to church. I didn't praise. I didn't did my worship. Look, I'm back clapping and all. I lost a son though. And listen, listen, this is so powerful and important to address. And not only to address, but to find healing. Mm. Because shifts happen. What I mean by shifts happen. Just mean I, I can be all right with that thing today. But then something happens and shifts me back into the shadow. Mm -hmm. And I ain't told nobody. I ain't said nothing. Because I, I still haven't been reconciled with that thing. And so and so people don't know why it is that I have subtly quieted mm -hmm. my praise why it is that i have subtly backed off why it is that i've disappeared and if you ask me why i'm not going to tell you why the reason why i'm not going to tell you is because i'm still suppressing the shadow because i have not yet learned where to go for the heat so it is necessary that we don't hide shadow because sooner or later they creep up on you. Especially, especially when, listen to this, especially when the light gets weakest. I'm going back to Breezy. I'm going back to my brother who said perfect, perfect, perfect. So Breezy, Breezy says, 
powerful woman of God, and I think everybody should look forward to the book coming out. Just want to throw that plug in right there. Uh, uh, but Breezy said something. That was a word that she used in that independent. And so how how when I when I speak to Paul about how to get to that position to whereas I am able basically to count it all joy and and to I have to become independent in my spirit of circumstances mm -hmm. and situation. Someone said something uh, the other night in Bible study that resonated in my spirit and was very powerful. And what they said was, God loves us unconditionally, but we haven't yet learned to love him unconditionally. Mm. Oof. And so we miss out on the joy even of our salvation. We miss out on that peace that passes all understanding because the enemy knows that we don't love God unconditionally. How, what's the proof of that? Well, the proof of that is this. My faith wavers. My joy wavers. My praise wavers when it is not independent of my circumstances. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is a master of shifting how I see my circumstances. Perspective. And so if you can shift my perspective on the circumstance, because it is not independent of the circumstance, he can get my joy, he can get my peace, he can get my attention. I see somebody saying something. Who that is? This is this is B Red. He said, "Oh no, it takes time. Trust. I'm the patriarch of my family at 30. I have got my fair share of losses, and not to get it twisted, I have a soft heart. But faith to me is firm, and God's purpose is overriding is where I find my peace. So when he talks about an overriding purpose, again going back to his statement, purpose, purpose, purpose." And he says he finds his peace because here again, I'm hearing Paul jumping in my ear through Brother Red and jumping in my ear. And what, he say, what he's saying to me is that your purpose, which is independent of your position, mm -hmm. is priority. Your purpose, which is independent of your position, because my position can change. And sometimes, watch this, I'm not trying to be all big wordy and stuff, because uh, I'm, I'm really just trying to, you know, trying to hang with, with Breezy when I say this here. But <laughs> my purpose, when my purpose, when my position changes, because my purpose never changes, but when my position changes, if my position is not independent, of my praise, then when my position changes, my disposition changes. Mm -hmm. But the brother here seems to be suggesting that my position might change, but my disposition, who I am, who I be, what I represent, the solidity of my, my, my faith, the fundamentals of who I am in the Lord. He's learned that that should never change because they are rooted in my purpose 
And if I give priority to my purpose, then I won't worry about my position when it changes. Mm. So my goal ought to be not to focus on my position, but rather be strong in this disposition that only what I do for Christ is going to last and I count it all joy no matter what. That's AKA Hallelujah. Hmm. I, 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 because the devil don't want you to hear this. The devil don't want you to notice. The devil don't want you to come to this reference. So, snap, snap. Anybody can help me, please tell me how do I shear, how do I cut my entanglements with my position? This side. Remember, you got this side, the purpose and everything, but this side. I yeah. if, I could, if I could ever independent, if I could ever become independent, hello, Juneteenth, if I could ever become independent, a.k.a. free of my position and stay and remain attached to my purpose because God gives me the purpose. He defines my purpose. My value and the best of who I am is when I am fulfilling his purpose in my life. So if I could ever detach myself from my position and keep my disposition, how I am, how I see things, I focus my praise and my joy. If I could keep my disposition independent and hooked to my purpose, then my position won't affect my praise. Hmm. But I don't know how to cut that. I don't know how to cut that. I don't know how to. Breezy said healthy detachment. I want her to break that down. Please, please. Healthy detachment. I want her to break that down. Because I have some unhealthy attachments, but I don't know. But anyway. I want her to break that down. Break that down. I need everybody right now to take a second, share the live. Share the love so it just blesses because I'm pretty sure every single person has either been through it, live, lived through it, going to live through it, or going through it right now. Man. Long as we in this this body. Yeah. Keep in mind, we ain't bring up we we talking about that scripture. We ain't bring up no other ones. But man, right. born a woman is a we 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 for hey, we focusing on that one. I'm, that's why I'm loving listening to the comments because. Because they got a whole lot of them that explain a broken spirit. Who can be? Mm-hmm. Look, they got, a, they got a few other ones we're going to talk about. Look, when they talk about that broken spirit, who can bear, man? It's a reason. Yeah, he here's, here's, here's the question, because the broken spirit is in line with what we, are, what we are talking about. Because, you know, the spirit is not, you know, we feel like our spirit is whole when we feel our faith is strong and our relationship with God is sure and steady, compact and intact. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we have a broken spirit when something in our position has caused us to be imbalanced. I thought that's when his strength is made whole, man. Oh, wow. When I, when I feel like that, man. 
when I'm at my lowest, when I can't quote a, quote a, quote a scripture. How can you get there? That's what I'm saying, humble Joe. I mean, I, that sounds, those are the right answers, but I'm, what I'm, the struggle is, the struggle is when you find yourself there in that valley where looming over you is the shadow of death. Mm. And then here comes a voice saying, fear no evil, because thou art with me. Now, I'm not trying to be all scriptural, but I'm, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is when you are in that valley and death is looming over your soul and over your spirit, where your hope and your faith is, 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 doesn't seem to be good enough to say. Hmm. And Paul comes along humming, I still have joy. We got another comment, Pastor. Being able to be connected to the emotions and reality, but to detach enough to know that we are not in control and to accept that. Ooh. Healthy detachment. Mm. Okay, so I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. I think that, who is that said that? Breezy. Breezy. Breezy making me sick sometime, yeah. <laughs> you about to get 10 laughing emojis come across the screen <laughs> in about five. Boy, look, look. Um, man, I wish I, I wish one, I hope one day I'd be strong like. <laughs> listen, listen, man, listen. Anybody who think these, these, this, all this stuff is easy, it ain't easy breezy. I'm just saying. I just do breezy because it wouldn't mind it easy. But it ain't. It, it's real. So it's real. And so, and sometimes you be forgetting. You know what I'm saying? You be forgetting all these scriptures, all them sermons. You be forgetting. You know all the, how you, what your mother told you. Because you, because you caught up in the moment. You have an attachment to the position so can i let me let me say this when i'm learning let me give you something i'm learning i'm learning and i ain't learned it yet i'm learning i'm learning how to count it i'm learning how to count it yeah yeah i missed that I'm learning how to count it all joy. Why? How? To those people who talk about being broken hearted, broken spirited, for those people who have been struggling in that valley of the shadow of death and to those people who struggle quietly, whether you be with a title or, or ministry or whatever, to those people who right now, currently at this moment can relate to what I'm talking about and just feeling just spiritually blah. Because the problem is you don't know how to deal with this dirt. Mm. 
when Breezy was at a Bible study some a while back, we had a little talk, conversation about this. But so let I need to get into this because I don't want to, I don't want us to leave without these some things God is showing. Number one, you, the problem is you don't know how to deal with this dirt. So I had somebody, I asked them the question who were going through something similar. And I asked them this question. I said, now you got all this dirt. Here's the question. God allowed the dirt, right? You say, yes, he did, because he could have stopped you. He has all power, right? Okay. So he, he allowed this dirt. So here's the question. Is the, uh, Concerning this dirt, all this dirt, are you buried? Or planted. That's it. A lot of dirt. I ain't arguing about the dirt. Boy, and the dirt does hurt. I know it's confusing, but I want to know, are you buried or are you planted? Are you buried or are you planted? Somebody told me, well, I'm buried. I'm buried because all this dirt is on top of me and I'm suffocating and I'm dying and I don't understand why and I'm uncomfortable in my and my comfort, my comfort zone don't exist no more because obviously God will invade my comfort zone and put all this dirt in me. And so I am buried and I don't know why he buried me and I'm still alive. I'm buried, but I'm still alive. And so I asked the question, I said, well, when a seed is in the ground, it's in a dark place, it's in a hole, it's uncomfortable, it's hot, it's suffocates, and eventually parts of the seed does die. Mm -hmm. So you ask the question to the farmer, did you bury the seed or did you plant the seed? Every good farmer will tell you, I planted the seed. Why? Because I see that the dirt was necessary mm -hmm. for the harvest to come. Perspective. So sometimes if the dirt is going to be palatable, workable, if you're going to be able to detach yourself from the position and keep yourself firmly on the promise and on the purpose then you've got to change the perspective from being buried to planted because if i'm planted god's still working on me if i'm planted there is a greater end to this if i am planted sooner or later I'm going to end up permeating the dirt and going into produce mode. Hmm. That was a lot of peas. I'm going to go ahead and give you a, a, a plus plus for that wordplay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. So, all right. So you get that, that concept. So change your, your perspective about the dirt because the dirt is necessary. For every seed that's planted. Number two, here's a profound perspective changing healthy help made for me is this. Here's the problem. The problem is you haven't learned the power of zero. Power of zero. If anybody want to write that note down, it's, it's a worthy of note, worthy enough note to write down the power of zero. Somebody type that for me. The power of zero. 
break that down. Now I'm I'm going I'm going to break it break this power of zero. In the number system, zero stands in its own spot. If an individual becomes firmly rooted in zero, then nobody can make you negative and you only acknowledge and accept God as positive. He is the only one of value. If I stay at zero, if I fight to stay at zero, or sometimes it's a fight to stay at zero because the enemy wants to pump my head up to the right and pump my head up to the left of the zero. Anything at the left of the zero is negative and anything at the right of the zero is positive. But if you're gonna move from zero to positive, it can only go towards one. And the only positive one of any value is God. So somebody comes along and they talk about me. I'm not going to internalize it because I ain't nothing anyway. I'm a zero. See? Mm-hmm. You Look. can't get you can't get me to feed into negativity because I'm a zero. I'm fighting for my zero. Because mm-hmm. I remember that the scripture tells me that the least shall be the greatest and the greatest shall be the least. So I'm going to stay at the least, which is zero. Because God does some amazing work with zero. And by the way, did you know that if you put God first and then a zero, you get a perfect 10? Do you know that when it comes to the digital world, the digital world is made up of just ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. God is the only positive. You stay at zero. Fight to stay at zero. And that way, when people talk about you, it won't matter. Mm-hmm. When people don't like you, it won't matter because you are fighting to stay at zero because God forbid that you should ever be negative. And you ain't trying to be more than a zero because only God is worthy of that value. Mm-hmm. So when I stay at zero, then whatever happens in my life, I can count it all joy. That's good. Balance. Mm-hmm. Balance. That's good. So the two things that enable me to meet what Paul has required of me is number one, I've got to remember that I am never buried, but I'm planted. Because the promise is that I'm going to produce in the will of God. Yes, sir. The second thing is I remain at zero. I stay at zero. When I start feeling myself, I run back to zero. And if I remember correctly, babe, remember we used to have that saying? I promise you, I'm about to get her to confirm that. That going back to zero, boy, that's crucial. But we didn't say it like that. But that's that. Yeah, that that's that's powerful. If, if I could, if I if outside of, of 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 offering Christ to people who don't know Him. If I can offer a piece of advice to those people who do know him, I would look you in the eye and I would tell you, fight, fight to stay at zero. Because the enemy can't touch you at zero.
I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me, and the life that I live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, because see myself When I'm hearing you saying that, what's popping in my my mind? What what? Because you're gonna know it. The the man who who loses his life, uh, finds it, gains it. Zero. Zero. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm, if you think about, if you think about whatever negative suggestion that the enemy comes to you with, whatever position you find yourself in. Whatever circumstance or situation that may arise in your life, if you stay at zero, giving only value to the one, then you can never ever be negative. Never. What is greater than negative? What is the first thing greater than negative? Zero. Somebody type zero in the comments, man. I need 10 zeros in the comment, man. Somebody type zero. Jeez, man. Ooh, zero, man. Paul, Paul speaks now to me in my spirit, and he says, you got it, preacher. Content equals zero. Zero, baby. Zero, the absence of you. I, I say this, and I mean it. If you ever get hurt in the church, it's because you ain't at zero. Ooh. <laughs> zero, man. Zero, man. I, 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 I'm trying to be, I'm not the rapper that humble Joe is. Zero. But if I was throwing in a bar, I would tell you, baby, make zero your hero. Zero. Because if you press for that mark, Every day, all day, you're going to have so much peace. You're going to have so much joy. If you let God be your value and you refuse to be negative and you stay at zero. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Hey, all kind of stuff flashing in my head, man. And but look, I let me get this with that. This is not this is not just some theory. This is this is real application stuff. Because there are times when I'm I'm sitting down and if if more bills come in, then money is available. The enemy comes in and tries to make me negative. And I pause and in my spirit and I say, Lord, take me out of this. I'm going back and see. When I don't understand some of the things that he does, how he does it, he reminds me, remember this, you're going to always struggle with what God does because you're finite. And finite is always baffled by the infinite. One is the most powerful number. Everything come back to the one. So you stay at zero. Go back to zero and you can praise God from zero. Mm -hmm. You can praise God from zero. From zero. Tell you. 
Any questions and comments, man? Hey, that's that's a whole. Hey, I'm 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 sitting with that one, man. Zero, man. You done help. You done help me. How much you? You done help me out. I feel a whole lot better. I, you didn't help me, man. You didn't help me, man. I think I I think I can go on with that one. I think I can go on with that one. Zero. Everybody, breezy, red, brother Spriggs. Everybody who gave me some comments, who helped us out tonight in this discussion, thank you. You, we need you. Mm. Now do this for me. Apply whatever the Lord laid in your heart tonight. Do that, and then tell somebody else. Who? Hold up, pass. Hold up, pass. Hold up. Standing says. It makes me think when Jesus said he can't find nothing in me. You remember when that when the when the when, when he came and there was nothing to find in me? Yeah. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah, it, it hit our spirits tonight, man. It hit our spirits tonight. That's zero, man. That's zero, man. That's zero, man. Feel like I feel like I can almost spiritually burn right now. Because mm -hmm. at the end, listen, I, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want people to cover up pain with an emotional shadow. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to hide behind other people who seem and appear to have all things worked out. When you know, you just ain't straight. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, I'm going to say that stuff real. Sometimes you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't figure it out. Sometimes it just makes no doggone sense. Sometimes it just really does some things to you. But I want to invite you. Drop all that load, man. Take his yoke upon you and learn of him. His yoke is easy, his burdens are light. But they're light because he's doing all the work. But he can't do all the work if you're trying to be more than zero. Get back to zero. Get back to zero. Y'all, I'm I'm not adding nothing else past that, man. I will ask one more thing. I want you to close us out on prayer, if you can do so, for all of those, all of us that may be dealing with any form of the negatives. Mm. Pray that we can all come back to zero together, man. Father, after tonight, emotions may settle. Sometimes the excitement, peace that comes from having learned, heard you, is able to carry us to a degree higher than where we have been 
in our misery. And I'm asking you because you know the hearts of all of us, our thoughts, our struggles. You know your plans for us, the promise that we can. We don't know nothing about how to stay at zero. Because the enemy is so quick to try to bring negativity or to tempt us to become the positive in our own lives. Remind us that you're God and you're God all by yourself. Remind us that nothing escapes your eye and that everything that you do is still qualified for us to be able to say it's well with my soul. Well with my soul not being a feeling. Well with being my soul is not just a temporary moment. But it's well with my soul. It's a satisfaction in knowing you got me. Mm. So we yield our voice. We yield our objection. Go back to zero. The dust we came and the dust we will return. We go back to zero. Because all good and perfect gifts come from you anyway. We go back to zero. Because our best is as filthy rags. We go back to zero. Because you alone is our hero. Not our will. So let your will be done. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Look, we love y'all. We pray that you was blessed by a mile. Pastor Kevin Williams, Kevin Williams, brother. Different custodian of the St. Mary Congregational Church. If anybody got an extra broom, we'd be more than happy to have it. Because the offering was a little low. (laughs) Hey, look, we pray that y'all was blessed. I'm going to sit and meditate with that one, man. Look, very sobering. Very so- You got two choices, negative or plus one, man. Stay at zero, man. Stay at zero. Don't be tempted otherwise. It ain't work. Stay at zero, man. I'm leaving it there. We love y'all. We're going to jam the song. I appreciate you for coming on. And look, being open with us being honest with us, talking about real emotions, showing that even though we can have positions, we can have titles, we can have leadership, but this is real life. Yeah. And when real my prayer is that more people in leadership are able to be open about the situations they deal with so, so we can know that it's possible for us to do it as well. I value your honesty and your openness, and thank you for trusting me enough to be able to share this with me and the people, man. It means a lot, man. Thank you for having me. God bless you, my brother. Love y'all, man. We going out with a song.
to my queens. I see y'all in a different way. It's more to y'all than posing. Posing pictures on your Facebook page. God giving power to uplift a man and make a slave. Speak life into our dreams. Our task down and watch us fade away. Know your position. Cause you're vital to the family structure. No replacing any mother. Careful how you treat your love. Elegant, heaven sent etiquette is like no other. Her love is better than butter biscuits right out the oven. Know who you are, don't let this world define you. Shape or mold you, God's daughter, queen of nations. There's no box to ever hold you. Life creator, who protect the heaven sent. Love injector, backbone, best gift ever. Worth more than hidden treasure. I speak life, cause this world is trying to turn you cold. Replace that all the stone with flesh. We need your love to make us whole. Take back your crown and hold us down. Together, we won't fold you back to love how God intended change to make this Proof family you know this life is tough yeah. you gotta keep fighting. fighting and even though it gets hard you, you gotta, gotta keep striving. striving through the fears and the loss though the tears won't turn off no you hear your heart's crying hold on to his words This was perhaps one of the most heart-wrenching, soul-touching messages in a while. I thoroughly enjoyed preaching it, and I hope you enjoyed receiving it. Now, we want to encourage you, if you'd like to support the ministry, give us a call at 337-319-2846, St. Mary Congregational Church. But whatever you do, bow down on your knees and ask the Lord to bless us, because our desire is that somebody be saved. Until next time. This is Pastor Wade with St. Mary Congregational Church, SMCC Ministries. God bless you and may he keep you as our prayer.